I don't have time for lunch. You have to eat something. Sit down with no computer in front of you or close the computer, however you're working, and just feel the texture of the food in your mouth. Allow yourself to slow everything down and imagine that you're doing it in your mind in slow motion. So I say to them, if you're so overwhelmed, at least show yourself a little respect. Like say, no one else is the boss of me apart from me. My phone calls, my person I report into, my children, if I don't show up for myself, there's no me. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. On this show, I had a fun conversation with Manjit Devdan. She is a mystic, a mindfulness teacher, a hypnotist, who is focused on the power of meditation, song, prayer, and sound therapy to rewire consciousness. Manjit has a solid practice that includes a new mobile app that is used globally, along with her personal and corporate work that helps individuals to alleviate negative habits and childhood trauma. Manjit has a great personality, is fun to be with, and is very light and very conversational about what she does. It was a lot of fun. I really hope you enjoy this conversation too. Manjit Devgun, what is going on, Manjit? What is going on? Who, who are you, Manjit? Why are we talking? Who am I? Who are you? Why are we here? What is consciousness? How are we related? How do we know each other yeah. from previous lives? It's such a big question, right? So let me just sort of say that, you know, I, I really, I love the fact that you're here. You have such a broad base of knowledge. As I said to you before, you know, you, you've got this perspective which is really bringing a whole other area of consciousness to mindfulness, which is really helping people to not only look at the surface of, oh, okay, I'm breathing, everything's really great, you know, but really helping them to go down below. And you bring some background and some perspective that I think, you know, everyone really needs to hear about. Tell people a little bit about who you are and what your journey has been. We're, why Why are you here? Why am I talking to you? You asked me to come here, Keith. That's why I showed up. You say jump, I say when and how high. <laughs> no, oh. first of all, thank you so much for, for having me on your podcast, Keith. It's just beautiful to be here and, and share space mm. with you in this way. So, yeah, I mean, for the past seven, eight years, I've been guiding people in sessions, teaching meditation, hypnosis, breath work, healing work, mm. and really guiding people to remind them that it's so important to have a mm. mind-body connection. Mm. Mm. And also learn to be more intuitive, invite them to be more intuitive so that they can really sense what their own moral code is. Mm. And for everyone else, that is so different. Mm. And through this journey, you know, I, you know, we're all individuals. We all have our own unique path. And for me, I'm so passionate. I want to see people be the best version of themselves. And so each person's practices 
in their daily life in order mm-hmm. to enhance that version of them that really allows them to shine and let go of limiting beliefs and show up as mm-hmm. their true version of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different for each one of us, right? Mm-hmm. Based on our imprints and mm-hmm. our upbringing and our conditioning mm-hmm. and what society and culture has shown us. Mm-hmm. And so because of that you know i started recording individual sessions for <laughs> my clients and then you know just going on this journey the past 7 years of using all of these modalities and then finally putting them into an app mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just to make it you know easier to have for people mm-hmm. to have more access with that right so that's like that's totally amazing you've created this incredible app you've got this incredible voice i mean we met each other uh through a lot of the coursework that we've been doing and then also met in real life mm-hmm. and it was amazing to me because you did um um you did a a wonderful thing where you were singing and you were doing um um you know uh uh, uh chanting hymns chant, you were chanting but what what was so amazing to me is i had my eyes closed i thought you actually had a speaker nearby i thought there was like a a loudspeaker because you resonated the sound just resonated with the chanting and the and the sound vibration and you call this you have something where you call uh the whole idea of mon- modern mindfulness of creating all this uh, and bringing it into one's life to go ahead and repattern uh the way people are can you speak to what that means because not not a lot of people who are doing mindfulness do a lot of chanting i mean if you're doing yoga you do that and mm-hmm. sound is a big uh, part of your work and you know hypnosis is a big part of your work and you you bring that into this thing you call modern mindfulness what is that what does that mean so really what's happened over the past few years especially i love that meditation has come to the forefront in work culture you know corporate culture that we're all very much aware that if you sit and you quiet the mind and you breathe deeply that you do reduce stress but what has happened is that we have forgotten where meditation comes from mm. we've forgotten mm. the history and everything that comes with it and we're starting to throw the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. and for me my uh, i grew up singing in the temple mm-hmm. on the stage with my parents my parents helped run the like you grew stage. up you mean you 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 have a sikh background right so yes, you know and, yes. and and you were really involved with the temple and you were singing so that's kind of the base of how you grew yeah, up yeah that's right? my childhood and so growing up in sikh culture tradition my very orthodox sikh father who i love dearly <laughs> who's like my best friend now um but you know understanding that the the culture and the traditions that we have whether it be shamanic whether it be mm. asian whether it be hindu buddhist you know we have this whole ritual that goes with the meditation we have prayers we have tantras and none of this all of this is being ignored right now mm. and i learned about meditation and mindfulness really through singing hymns mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i learned the power of prayer when you sing at a young age and in sikhism you know we speak in punjabi but the mm-hmm. guru granth sahib which is our holy book is actually written in 
it's almost in song form, right? Mm-hmm. So you're meant to sing it because mm-hmm. the sound current, the nod, is what heals your body. Mm-hmm. And before I even knew the proper translation of these shabds as a 11-year-old, mm-hmm. I would sing them and I would feel something in my body. So I knew that mm-hmm. it was doing something to me. Mm-hmm. When I was rehearsing them in my bedroom, I would cry and I would sing it mm-hmm. like one of my Beautiful. favorite singers at the time, Asha Bosley, would sing mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when I'm on the stage in the temple, I have mm-hmm. the harmonium and it's mm-hmm. a little bit more formal because I want to get the notes right mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm performing it. Mm-hmm. But that original feeling in my mm-hmm. body is what mm-hmm. really set it off for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I knew that there was power in that. And this is without the you know mm-hmm. casing of religion even. Mm-hmm. That right. sound and intention and mm. feeling is so important in what you're singing and what your words are. And then that kind of transmits into everything mm. that we beautiful, do, right? beautiful. And, and, you know, one of the things that, of course, with uh, Steve Porges uh, and the whole vagus nerve, yes. we do understand from a science viewpoint that this is one of the ways to go ahead and calm us down, to go ahead and recalibrate, to go ahead and really find resonance in the body. And you've... Uh, you know, you've just pointed in on something that's sacred or something that's ancient in a, in a lot of cases, right? But yet, from modern perspective, it really has a, you know, we see from a science viewpoint that it really has an effect on us in a number yes. of ways. So you incorporate this into the work you do, yeah. and you do a lot of this work with CEOs and executives, and you're involved with teams, and you do one-on-one coaching and yeah. things of that nature. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So using, I love that you mentioned Stephen Porges because I love his work. Mm-hmm. And one of the conversations that I was having with a singer-songwriter friend of mine is that this has been our therapy our whole life, is mm-hmm. singing, songwriting, and toning the vagus nerve, basically. Mm-hmm. And so with clients one-on-one, uh, I do toning work as well, as well as mm-hmm. teaching them how to breathe deeply because of, especially the past two years, people mm-hmm. are not breathing deeply. Mm-hmm. And so what I do when I'm in a corporate setting is, first of all, there's no point in guiding someone in meditation or visualization or reaching their goals mm-hmm. if they don't have that mind-body connection. Mm. And I can tell when when I'm guiding someone through Um, just some simple breathing work. They're all in their chest and there's a lot more people in their chest Mm -hmm. than before two years ago. Mm -hmm. So when you incorporate like listening, say for example, on the app, I have these prayers embedded just as kind of, you know, they're they're in the tracks. I'm a singer songwriter. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make all of the tracks. Beautiful, beautiful stuff you're doing. And have Mm -hmm. like a real stereo sound to it. So that's, that's just the artist in me. Mm. But, tying together these ancient lineages, these ancient prayers, embedding Mm. those, allowing yourself to have this modern mindset of, oh, these are like cool sounds. It's not some, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I find a lot of the music is very generic that we're using if we're using them in the background of Mm -hmm. guided meditations. And then also bringing all of the modalities. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. might start a session, whether it's recorded or whether I'm doing it live with a corporation. So make sure that you have your mind and body connection that Mm -hmm. you're actually speaking to your body 
with your hands, place your hands on your chest, place your hands on your belly. We've mm. become so disembodied mm -hmm. and we've become so cerebral in our head and we want everything to be proven by science, which mm. is great because guess what? All of these ancient technologies mm -hmm. and modalities are mm. being proven right. by science. Absolutely, yeah. But for me, I want to bring that to the forefront right. and remind people, even with a modality like hypnosis, I mean, now, mm -hmm it's getting a lot of press mm -hmm. but what is hypnosis isn't it really buddhist tantra isn't mm -hmm. it shamanic drumming mm -hmm. and journeying mm -hmm. when you relax the brain waves when you go down from beta mm -hmm. to alpha to mm -hmm. theta you're able to rewire the brain that's mm -hmm. neuroplasticity right so when you're able to go into transmos and you hear the shamanic mm -hmm. drum mm -hmm. which is at a at a pace that is going to invite mm -hmm. you to go into to that faith mm -hmm. mode mm -hmm. you're going back and you're perhaps mm -hmm. repatterning something from childhood mm -hmm. or you're able to see past lives mm -hmm. however mm -hmm. you want to look at it whether you want this real scientific reductionistic view of like oh well, this is what's happening to the body right. and this is how the telomeres grow in meditation or whether you want to look at it from a whole spiritual aspect of mm -hmm. this is what my ancestors did mm -hmm. My right. grandmother taught me how to sing shabs. My father read me bedtime stories of mm. Guru Nanak, and that's what conditioned me as a child. Mm. That's the behavior that's conditioned in mm -hmm. me. But mm -hmm. then I've got these imprints. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like I want, I'm so passionate about people seeing the whole story, the whole mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. How right. can you address what has happened in the mm -hmm. past? Mm -hmm. so that you can be completely mindful mm -hmm. and present and enjoy mm -hmm. your day and mm -hmm. remember to bring in joy mm -hmm. so that you can create the future that you want. Right. So there's this repatterning, this reframing, this ability to do that. And I, I love what you say about the confluence or the mix of Tantra or visualization or hypnosis, as we know it, and the ability to imprint to go yes. ahead and provide it a new imprint. You know, yes. I think from a science viewpoint, we can call it imprinting or, yeah. you know, the ability to go ahead and imprint certain values or certain perspectives yeah. around it and compassion, love being all of those. Uh, but uh, it, it really uh, allows individuals to at least access it from a science viewpoint, and then you're bringing them deeper, right? Yeah. So, so when you use, uh, what does that manifesting hypnosis mean? You you use that term, and uh, I saw that on the website. You know, manifesting with hypnosis. Yes. What does that What does that specifically mean? Manifesting with hypnosis, so people understand that, because that sounds a little woo woo to me. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, so the way that I approach manifesting is, you know, what is it that you want to bring in? What are your goals and what are your limiting beliefs? Is it like? Is it like? Uh, you know. Uh, uh, um, the ability to uh, what, what what do we call that the uh, uh, law of attraction is it kind of like that the law of LOA I because that I, you know I you, and that, that's, that can really spiritually <laughs> bypass your journey right, right. and so. I, I mean, it's, trust me, when The Secret came out 20 years mm -hmm. ago, whenever it was, I was so into it. And mm -hmm. I was, wow, this is amazing. And I love, I felt so pumped up after mm -hmm. watching that. And, you know, you learn the hard way that, yeah, you can put a vision board up and you right. can do all But if you're not doing the work, if you're yeah, actually but, not I doing mean, the work. Yeah. For me, actually, it's I've actually done the work. 
I, I'm good at doing the work, but I have, as all of us do, limiting beliefs. And that's where mm. this insight is so important at looking at how you were conditioned as a child. So um, what do you mean? Can you also explain what you mean by limiting beliefs? I want to understand that. Yeah. So it's like we all have something that stops us from getting, from mm -hmm. manifesting, from bringing in our dreams and desires mm. and making them a reality. Mm. For example, example, someone might want to have a partner mm -hmm. or have mm -hmm. a business. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's stopping them, say, for example, from having that business is that they believe that they're not good enough. Mm -hmm. So going to the past and looking at, and I do this with clients using hypnosis techniques mm -hmm. or, you know, just, just realization of how, what, what, what your conditioning was, what your parents presented to you, what you were shown by culture and society. Mm -hmm. And I can give you a personal example. Um, I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. And my dad was very supportive of me singing in the temple, singing shabs, doing kirtan, being in the temple. But when it came to taking singing lessons to become an R&B singer, mm -hmm. The answer was no. Uh, literally told me, if you want to do that, you can get out of my house. Now, mm -hmm. at the time, I absolutely hated him. <laughs> He's my mm -hmm. best friend now. Mm -hmm. But this is culture and society telling him that if mm -hmm. your daughter starts to become a, a, a singer-songwriter and singing Western mm -hmm. songs mm -hmm. about love and sex, perhaps, that it's going to destroy your family morals, your culture, your reputation. Mm. And Indian girls don't do that, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so then he also said to me, and besides, you know, if you can sing like Lata Mageshkar, who's like this iconic Bollywood mm -hmm. singer, very mm -hmm. well respected. If you mm -hmm. can't sing like her in her range, then, you know, you're not really the best of singers. And I have an mm. alto range. So then as a child, I had this feeling as a teenager that, oh, I'm not good enough anyway, and mm. I can't do it. Mm. So that's my limiting belief. Mm. Mm. And the hard work that I had to do was even when I moved here was, oh, I'm I'm waiting for someone to rescue me because mm. culture tells me that the man does, does, does right. all kind of, right. the, there's certain guidance that you get. Mm. And so these limiting beliefs stopped me from progressing. Right. So you got, you got your program and your program was uh, said, here you are, this is who you are. And, you know, it limited you in terms of your, yeah. uh, your innate desire your innate yeah. ambitions your your aspirations so what you're saying is through this hypnosis process through the process that you do you go back and you confront those you look at those and then you reframe those yes. with some other words or some other yeah. capabilities is that is that right yeah exactly i uh -huh. mean you know this that we have any any time you bring up a memory from the past if mm. you're doing it in a relaxed state Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, the memory will not go back the same mm -hmm. way. So you're mm -hmm. shifting it, you're moving it. The brain becomes malleable mm -hmm. when you're in a relaxed state. So do you use the hypnosis then to reframe it in terms of another vision, which yeah. says this is who you are? You know, you heard that, but you know inside yourself that's not, yes. that's a limiting belief. So, and then you 
reframe the story and you provide another story or another pattern yes. to it. Is that, is that typically, true? Yeah. I'll yeah. guide a client into a resource mm-hmm. state first mm-hmm. of all, and mm-hmm. then take them back to what their body is showing them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll start with a little bit of intensive breath work mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we're really revving up the engine, so to mm-hmm. speak, and letting the body speak to you. What's mm-hmm. the emotion mm-hmm. when you started with anywhere from five mm-hmm. to 30 minutes of intense mm-hmm. two-part breathing mm-hmm. and What's the emotion you feel at the end of the exhale? Mm, mm, Where in your body is that emotion trapped? Mm, Where does mm. it need? And this this is the stuff I love when you're learning all these different modalities and what, you know, the the well-known book now, Body Keeps the Score, Mm -hmm. tells us is that the body has all the memory of everything emotional that has been shown to us. Mm, And, mm. you know, this is why... I love diving deep into all of these modalities and bringing them together because when you show this to clients, you know, you teach them about themselves and Mm -hmm. where they're holding this energy and it gives them more autonomy over their healing, I feel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. teaching them so that when they're not in session, they're able to practice these modalities Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm and understand how they're able to really help themselves um, every day in their healing. You know? I love the I love the breath work side of it. You know, I, I, I really believe, uh, and you know this, uh, I wrote it down in my book. I think we've already had a conversation about it, which is the root word for breath is spear, S-P-I-R. Mm-hmm. And it's in inspire, in spirit, yeah. and aspire, and expire. But you take your breath with you wherever you are. So one of the things that you talked about is it's not just about, and I, I read this uh, quote that you had, that it's not just about like sitting down at the cushion, right? It's not just about meditating at the cushion, that you can take mindfulness and it can be incorporated into daily life. Uh, how do you do that? How do, uh, what, are, what are the things that you might recommend for people to do that in daily life? Uh, you know, we talk about deep breath work, but you know what is what does that actually mean in terms of bringing it into your daily life and how do you incorporate it so i really believe in doing things in small increments mm-hmm. because a lot of clients that come to me that want to learn meditation or establish mm-hmm. it or just get peace of mind whatever it is you know, they say, I don't have the time. This is what I think any meditation teacher listening right, to this, right. you know, that's the most, uh, the thing that they hear the most is like, yeah. I don't have time. My, my mind wanders. I don't yeah. have the time. Yeah. I'm like, well, how much time do you have? Mm-hmm. And right. so, you know, talking about neuroplasticity, it's mm-hmm. up to us to also invoke a little bit of discipline. I think we have to at least just just prove to ourselves that we can show up just for two minutes. Mm. So I say to them, if you're so overwhelmed, at least show yourself a little respect. Mm. Like say, no one else is the boss of me mm-hmm. apart from me. My phone calls, my person I report into, my children, if I don't show up for myself, there's mm-hmm. no me. Mm. There's no me to give anyone Mm -hmm. else. Mm. So the first thing I say um, to a client is if you just make that journey from your bed to a seat or a cushion, Mm. just to sit down for Mm -hmm. yourself for two minutes and just place a hand on the chest and the belly, then just breathe and learn Mm. to take some deep, deep breaths for two minutes. That's Mm. all you do. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps throughout the day, Maybe mm-hmm. at lunchtime you might do it. Mm-hmm. And so start to seed in that practice. And it might be mm-hmm. twice a day for mm-hmm. two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then take one little action 
like washing the dishes or eating without the television on mm-hmm. or eating without mm-hmm. multitasking. Say mm-hmm. this one meal, even if I only have 15 minutes, because that's how a lot of people are working. They like, oh, I eat at my desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for lunch. You have to eat something. Sit down with no computer in front of you or close the computer or however you're working and just feel the texture of the food in your mouth. Mm. Allow yourself to slow everything down and imagine that you're doing it in your mind in slow motion. So little techniques like this, seeded into the day, maybe once to begin with. Mm. And then week two, maybe twice, Mm -hmm. maybe week Mm -hmm. three, adding something else, Mm -hmm. slowly Mm -hmm. rewiring the brain with kindness and compassion Mm. to yourself. I love that. We have to remember we've been through a really hard time the past two years. Mm -hmm. And we can't expect to just show up and be the best version of ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. a type personality. (laughs) We're all built so differently. And that's what's beautiful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there really is opportunities, as you point out, for what I have always called sacred moments of truth. It's sort of like little moments, you know, where you just sort of, Say thankful. You you stay thankful and you stay mindful of your breath. You you're aware of what's going on and you just sort of stop. You mm. stop for just a moment and just have a sense of self, the embodiment, and so on and so forth. And and I think that's I think that's really beautiful. Uh, you do you bring this into organizations and do you, you know, because one of the things I I also read about you is you do a lot of corporate work and you work with organizations, and you had something on your website about upgrading your team, uh, which sort of I, I love that because I think the human bios needs an upgrade. Uh, but uh, are you is that sort of like where you're at? Is it uh, an idea of being able to bring teams together to go ahead and do this to yeah. together? And how does that how does that work? And what does that look like? Well, I think now because people have had so many choices the past two years, working from mm-hmm. home has been the norm for everyone in some mm-hmm. capacity, in some way or the other. And people have had choice and freedom to think about their job and what it's bringing to them. Mm -hmm. And so now employees, I feel, are more aware that mental health is so important. And so, you know, sometimes we're taught in the old fashioned way as team leaders to, you know, have this discipline of it's all about sales and and these rules that are all about like what company profit is the most important thing. And for me, having worked in luxury retail and being Mm -hmm. part of bigger corporations you know we spend more time with our co-workers than we do with our loved ones right so if you're able to guide team leaders and guide employees into how to create a better environment for themselves Mm -hmm. and also for their team Mm -hmm. you're really enriching their lives and have more influence on them than perhaps they're you know, even even their meditation practice that they're trying to establish in their personal life. Because if you show up with empathy as Mm -hmm. a team leader and you're actually conditioning that into your body and you're learning techniques like, what's it like if I look at my life from this new employee's perspective? He's shown up, he's struggling with this task. How can I help support him 
as if I'm in his shoes, re mm -hmm. with real empathy, really taking the time to slow down from mm -hmm. each person's perspective that works for you. Mm. Your experience as a team leader, your evolution as a person is going to mm -hmm. grow and expand. And then also you're going to be bringing such a beautiful environment for your team to show up in that allows them to be vulnerable, that allows them to share with you all mm -hmm. of the things that they're struggling with. And that way you're able to have this environment which isn't just about goals and and, mm -hmm. and making money of course we're working in this environment we're working to 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 achieve goals yes we're companies we want to be successful mm -hmm. but this company culture is so important and so what i'm bringing is 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 exactly all the modalities that I've talked about, especially empathy, especially creating a culture right. that really allows everyone to thrive mm -hmm. and feel upgraded in their mind that they're better versions of themselves, that they're mm -hmm. learning from each other and they're able to be more open so that mm -hmm. they're able to grow as individuals and bring right. more to the team and right. their home life. And I think that's, uh, you know, I, I, you point out some really, really valuable, um, uh, you know, it's, and the old leadership way of managing people, I think is dead. You know, we're, you know, what, what COVID has provided us with is a real sense that there's a very thin line between our personal lives and our business lives. And, you know, our personal lives impact our business lives, right? So this new leadership that you're talking about, the team leaders really are to educate and teach people how to manage their thoughts, manage their feelings, and also improve their life, their quality of life personally, their health, their happiness, their relationships, whatever that looks like. And that in turn enhances the contribution that they can make as people. And there's something else that you pointed out, which I think is incredibly valuable, which is when you, you know, organizations that breathe together, grow together, right? So you've got this culture, you've got this cohesiveness, which is really beautiful that you don't see when people are not breathing together, they're not in sync, they're not communicating together. And you're really providing the baseline or the capability to do that. And I, I, I just think that's beautiful. I think it's a wonderful way for organizations to really grow. Yeah, no, and I also, Keith, I, you know, I learned it from experience. Mm -hmm. I was working in luxury retail in the service industry. Right. And, you know, the first two, three years before I was really diving deep into these techniques, I have my mindful practice, my, my mantra that mm -hmm. I chant from when I was little. But, you know, I noticed that my attitude towards clients would be, oh, they're taking too long or, mm. you know, rolling my eyes when someone's taking, like being rude. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, just shifting perspective. And you know what? I'm going to use this as a video game. Mm. I can, this is the best place to work as far mm. as self-evolution is because no matter what kind of mood someone walks in, mm -hmm. it's up to me to change their mind and oh, make them lead with a smile on their face. And it's nothing to do mm -hmm. with, uh, I mean, of course, it's like we're, we're in sales. We, we want to be successful. We want to make money. We've got to pay mm -hmm. our rent. But for me, it's like that beautiful feeling of I made this person's day. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I'm raising the vibration in me and the way that I feel 
feel. I feel good mm-hmm. that that person had had a nice connection and nice conversation with that. Mm-hmm. And I use these examples when I'm in luxury retail places and, and corporations and saying, this is what I used to do and this is how I used to mm-hmm. feel. And, mm-hmm. and then I realized how some things would ruin my day and I would go home and I would take that home to my partner perhaps or vent mm-hmm. about it on the phone when really mm-hmm. it was kind of my fault. Mm-hmm. But really, I had, you know, the 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 opportunity to change someone else's mind. Mm-hmm. I was too lazy or mm-hmm. I just went to default mode of like, mm-hmm. oh, why are they taking too long or whatever it might be. Right. And so, you know, I think through experience working with teams and also as a manager and then also, you know, for big mm-hmm. corporations as well, has just helped me realize um through experience as well as through all the trainings. That's great. This whole idea of reframing, you know, these customer interactions, I think is beautiful because, you know, you went from, you know, oh, this customer is a jerk, right? Or this person might be a jerk to really, what is your need here? How can I help you? What, how can I, how can I, what's going on for you, right? So there's a very different presence around the interaction. And that really, you were able to bring that through your breathing and your practice overall. And that's really what you do with organizations when you work with organizations to help them reframe and reframe them from a viewpoint of how they can contribute to the happiness of their organization and their own internal satisfaction, yeah? Yeah, I think that the main thing that I always remind myself Mm -hmm. is that I truly believe that we're never given more than we can handle. And Mm. so no matter who we're having an interaction with, no Mm -hmm. matter how much overwhelm that we feel, and, you know, if we really center ourselves, like Mm -hmm. you were kind enough to, to center me when we mm-hmm. got on this call and took me through a beautiful just five minute journey that mm-hmm. helped me get back in my body because of the insane week that I've had. Mm-hmm. But I know that we're never given more than we can handle. So it's not what you go through, it's how you go through it. So mm-hmm. if you want to spend your entire day at work feeling miserable and judging everyone, mm-hmm. then great. But guess what? You're not bringing anything to your work environment. You're mm-hmm. not growing and you're going to end right. up just, re- you're, you're literally, you know, strengthening those neural right. pathways and you're rehearsing how to be miserable every single day. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if you reframe how you look at it, mm-hmm. and how does that person feel that's walked in in a bad mood? Maybe they had an argument with their husband. Maybe mm-hmm. they're getting a divorce. Maybe they find out that they just got cancer. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But if you put a smile on your face, no matter how you're feeling, mm-hmm. and 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 make it your mission just for five minutes to make them happy and bring joy to them, you have no idea the changes that you might cause to the rest of their day, mm. to how you feel in your heart, to mm-hmm. take you out of the thing that's bothering you as well. Mm. So, uh, you know, we're the time has gone by pretty quickly, and I'm I'm, I'm certainly aware of uh, your ability to go ahead and work with organizations and work with individuals. I'm wondering if you were to leave people with a couple of suggestions, maybe, you know, three steps that they can possibly take to go ahead and, you know, from this podcast, go ahead and walk away and say, you know, oh, wow, that was a very interesting conversation. You talked about the two minutes in the morning. You talked about the reframing of the organization, of working in organizations. 
Do you have anything, you know, kind of like you'd like to leave people with in terms of some ideas to get started, some things that they might listen to? Certainly your app would be one of them. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'd like to hear about that. But but leave people with a couple of things that, you know, uh, one idea or two ideas that you might have. Yeah. And so the, the thing that I always say, if you've ever taken a meditation class or I, I teach mm -hmm. uh, this self-hypnosis class as well on a Wednesday, and I always say, there's no one like you. Mm. There's no one that can do the thing that you want to do in the mm. way that you can do it. Mm. And so it's all about showing up and being your authentic self mm. and noticing what your triggers are. What are the mm. things that that make you feel angry, that make you upset the people, they're all showing you something. Mm -hmm. Use what your environment and what the world is showing you in order to heal your past, mm. you know, to show you what it is that needs attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then using these one or two minute little insertions, injections throughout the day of mm -hmm. deep breath work, of mindfulness, of slowing down, give yourself an activity like the washing the dishes or eating and doing it in slow motion and invite yourself to just be more present hmm. and how you can you know realize that time is always ticking time is going by the, the more time that you spend you know in rumination of things that are not servicing you for your higher good, that are not causing you to think in a way that allows you to heal, you're mm. becoming more and more that person that's becoming your personality. Mm. So invite yourself to, first of all, just be present in the moment with these tiny little mindful activities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also for the future then, Think about what it's like when you've already got the thing that mm. you want, when mm -hmm. you've already started your business, when you've already got the relationship mm. and allow yourself to feel the joy as if it's happened mm -hmm. so that you can start to live and practice that. And when you do that in a relaxed state, that's really what's going to help you take you out of the rumination mm -hmm. of the past. Mm -hmm. But it really is about addressing these three things. And of course, this mm -hmm. is not something that you can do in a day. It takes mm -hmm. time. Mm. You do it in tiny increments. Um, as far as the app is, there's actually free sessions on Great. the app as well. So, so how do they find how do how do folks find the app? Uh, what so where do they go and what, what's the, the app called? www.manji.app, mm -hmm. and you can download the app. Manji. M-A-N-J-I-T. Manji. Yep. Winner of the Mind. That was mm -hmm. the name I was born with. So mm -hmm. I thought this is what That's I want great. people to do. Is that what it means? Winner of the Mind? <laughs> yeah, winner of the oh, Mind. Wow. Man is like the mind and mm -hmm. jeep means to win. Oh, wow. And so you know, when you change your thoughts, you can change your life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, yep. that's what it's yep. about, right? Change your story, change your life. And, exactly. you know, I love the, I love the recommendation that you had, uh, which is, I always use uh, hindsight, insight, foresight, but you used it yes. in terms of insight, hindsight, foresight, you know, which is, you know, gain the insight. Where are, where are you now? What are you, what's happening now? Yes. Stay in that insight as far as you can. And if the past comes up, take a look at it, look at reframe aiming it with some compassion and yes. then in terms of the future the foresight go ahead and like dream go ahead and dream your dream don't yes. get caught up in the nightmare get yeah, caught this, up in the yeah. beautiful dream of who you want to be 
Yeah. There's a reason why mm-hmm. you want what mm-hmm. you want in life. Mm-hmm. It's not right. given for you mm-hmm. to you by mistake. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and I know you are as well, a huge advocate of meditation because it allows us to mm-hmm. really see and feel what our true path is and to mm-hmm. show up as the most authentic version of mm-hmm. ourselves. And so when we're given that want, that desire, that passion, mm-hmm. We have to, we want to take action on it in order to be successful, but we have Beautiful. to see what life is presenting us with that are the obstacles, that are the glaciers and the mm-hmm. imprints, because this is our soul mm-hmm. journey. And so mm-hmm. from a spiritual perspective, that's what we need to mm-hmm. navigate ourselves through. Yeah, I love this. I don't know who said it, but you wouldn't be given the dream if you weren't capable of it. You know, you wouldn't uh, like, you oh, know, I love you that. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a part of your makeup or your thought process if you weren't capable of it. It just. It wouldn't be there. So, you know, what you're doing is you're really manifesting that. I think through your work, and I. I, I think it's just beautiful, and I'm really so thankful that you can articulate that uh, during our time together. Um, and how would people get a hold of you, Manjit, um, if they wanted to contact you for corporate work or individual coaching sessions or what yeah, would that look at like? The, at that website, manjit.app or my personal website is manjitmeditation.app. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So those are the two places mm-hmm. you can find me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's like at least 12, 13 mm-hmm. free sessions on the app. There's like some nice, there's a really nice healing sleep session on there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love, of hypnosis for sleep mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people are having um issues with sleeping mm-hmm. then if they and you, get- and you sing on that too don't you you sing yeah, on the so end, there's, yeah. it's embedded mm-hmm. prayers in the background oh, for most of the tracks sometimes mm-hmm. you can't hear them because that's what the modern mindfulness part of it is it's mm-hmm. like i didn't want to and and you'll you'll see a lot more of that work coming. And I have to say, for those but, people who haven't heard your voice, you really do have to tune in. Manjid has the most incredible voice. It really is uh, uh, very ethereal. It's like a, a you know a, a a call from an angel from another world. And uh, you know, I I really believe that the work you're doing is a blessing in that regard. So uh, I just want to encourage everyone to go on and find out more about Manjit and find out more about her work. So thank you so much. Thank you, Keith. It's just been an absolute pleasure and joy to be here in conversation with you. And thank you for holding this space and being a light worker here. Ah, you're welcome and thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience podcast. I hope you enjoyed this frank and honest discussion with Manjit Devgan. I also hope that you gain some insights from Manjit on how sound hypnosis and the ways to alleviate negative habits and childhood traumas might work in your life. Please follow the podcast to connect with future ones and subscribe. Please do that and leave us a review. Please, we'd love to hear what your topics are and who potential speakers might be to include in the show. Connect with us on our social media channels. Visit our website workmindfulness.com for more mindfulness experiences. Thank you again. See you on the next show. Take care.